Hello, what's up? Welcome to Things Like That, a space created for us to talk about anything and question everything without forcing you to believe what I believe. No topic is off the table, so get ready for rambles about wellness, mental health, plant medicine, spirituality, and other things like that. I'm so excited to welcome you into this space. Kind of close it off. Okay. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Let's go. Okay. So, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the Things Like That podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. It's going to be a long one, um, but I'm so excited to have Maddie here to talk about unfiltered motherhood and her experience with being a mom and everything in between. Um, Maddie, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Hi, I'm Maddie. Um, I am a mother of two girls, two and seven months now. Um, I am basically just a 24-year-old doing the whole mom thing at a young age, I guess. (laughs) I love that. That's something I, a question I have for later too, is just like, do you consider yourself a young mom? Like, how do young moms feel about that term? Like, is that, like, is that offensive? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want me to answer that now or do you want yeah, to? Yeah. Okay. For it. All right. Um, For me, no, it's not, it's not a bad thing at all. I definitely consider myself a young mom. Um, I was 21 when I got pregnant with Elena. Okay. So, and then I was 23 when I gave when, when Mila came. So yeah, definitely consider myself a young mom. And honestly, that's what I always strived to be. So when I was younger, I wanted to be a mom by 24. So how I, how old I am now, because my dad had me at 20 and I loved the reactions that he got, uh, growing up from all my friends because their parents were older and he would get to come on all the trips and he would have the energy and he, you know, he would just be younger. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, your dad's so cool. He's so young. My parents are so old. Even now, you know, my dad is 44. And, you know, Ken's parents, my husband, his parents are in their mid 50s. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty big difference. And I love how even they respond. It's just, oh, my gosh, you know, your dad's a baby. And yeah. for my whole family, they, you know, we all had, I'm the oldest to get pregnant. Um, everybody else got pregnant pretty early, but everybody was young in my family. So my grandma is, I think she's like 64. And that's oh, wow. Grandma, and that's my kid's great grandma. And my great grandparents are in their 80s. So. Wow. That's so cool because now your daughters get to kind of, actually meet those people in her life like I never even met my great grandparents and my grandparents are 80 almost 80 like my grandpa is still very lively but I never met my great grandparents so that's like another aspect I never even considered yeah it's super great because they have they have you know their grandparents their great grandparents and then they're they have one set of great great grandparents who live in Virginia which is my grandma's parents so it's wow. so, nice. so that's that's also a thing that I like about being a young mom because hopefully my kids will have that as well. You know, they'll have their grandparents and their great grandparents for a long time. Right. 
I love that. Yeah. See, I like I'm so excited to talk to you because I'm definitely <laughs> like coming into the space where like I want to be a mom, like I'm feeling more ready. Yeah. Um and it's something I've always wanted to be and I'm just really like the the moment I realized like I needed to pick your brain on motherhood <laughs> is at Ashley's bridal shower. Ashley is one of um, both of our close friends. Um, we were both bridesmaids and um, you were making waffles like so calmly and collected with like a baby strapped to you. <laughs> and you were also twerking at her wedding with a baby strapped to you. And I was just like, I just need to t- sit down and talk to Maddie. Like I just have so much just respect for you and thank you um and I know you also have um kind of like an unfiltered motherhood page um I do and when I saw that like I'm not even a mom yet and it just like moved me like just seeing your transparency and so I just really was excited to have that energy on the podcast (laughs) so much honestly the the Instagram was a very big step for me and that was Mm kind of like um I deal with postpartum depression and anxiety, which is very, um, it's kind of, a lot of people don't talk about it because there's a stigma around it. Um, So for me, basically the options they give you when you have that is, all right, here, take some medication so that you don't have any feelings. Right. Or smoke weed or don't do anything and hate your life and possibly, you know, suicide is, is, you know, an option I guess when that when it comes to that um but for me I was like okay kind of don't want to do all that um especially breastfeeding I don't medication we'll get to that but medication is the best so I was like okay what is another thing that I can do let's kind of do journaling but I kind of do that through pictures let's just start an Instagram and hope to uh you know inspire or just make other moms or women feel heard because it's a big thing right now. Definitely. And like just something about how just like real your page is, like the fact it spoke to me and I'm not even a mother, like it just gave me so much respect for motherhood and just like seeing someone posting their real life on Instagram is just always so refreshing. Um, And I just love that you're able to show up in that way. And that kind of brings me to like one point I wanted to talk to you about um, how you said like your Instagram can kind of be like an outlet. How do you feel like you still remember who you are outside of being a mother while having two, you know, little ones following you around? So that's a very big thing that I'm also navigating right now. So with, with Elena, it was a little bit more, it was a little bit easier to kind of separate momhood, you know, like mom Maddie from regular Maddie. But once there was two, it's been a lot different. And even just recently, like last week, if I'm being completely honest, I had like a mental breakdown of right. talking to Kenneth, who's my husband. I'll just put that out there now so that I just <laughs> refer to him as Kenneth for the rest of the time. <laughs> um just looked at him and was like, I don't know who I am anymore. I can't figure it out. I, you know, I'm here all the time. And this is my first time also or exclusively breastfeeding. Um, So for the past seven months, that's all I've been doing. Um, So Mila's really attached. And with Elena, I worked. Um, She was on formula and breast milk. 
so oh, okay. super independent. And, you know, I, I had my own job. I had, you know, my own purpose. And now I've just been a stay-at-home mom, which is, you know, great. And it's everything I wanted. But it also, nobody nobody sets you up for it. Basically, on Instagram, right. all you see is, oh, stay-at-home mom, cool. You get to spend all this time with your kids. But it takes a real toll on your mental health. So this past Saturday, actually, I think it was Saturday. Um, it was Saturday. I went to my first girls' dinner with a few people. Honestly, I had I'm in this like rep group. I'm a rep for like these like kids bows. Right. Obsessed with awesome. the girls' clothes. <laughs> so um, I I went to dinner with all of them. I had never met any of them before, but we're all around the same age. And none of us brought our kids, none of us brought our husbands, it was just us. And it was so refreshing. I actually had conversations about what I like to do, what I'm about. And it was just, it was really nice. And that was the first time um, in at least a year that I've been out by myself, like with no kid, wow. no husband, just just me. Wow. That's so beautiful too. Like that you all were able to get out and have never met each other. So not only are you like finding time for yourself, you're like also getting out of your comfort zone and like get that refreshing newness of like all new people, like they can just meet Maddie. Like that's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was really nice. I am, I am a very anxious person anyway. Mm. So the fact that I even did that, I was actually talking to Ashley about it. Um, and she was, she was surprised because I, I put myself out there and did that. And I am not somebody who usually does that. Making friends right. is not, you would think it is because of how I am. Like once you get to know me, a lot right. of people think I'm very outspoken and I make friends super easily and I used to when I was in high school I was friends with everybody my dad can attest to that 100% uh but as I've gotten older I really am the complete opposite I feel the same way and I'm not even a mom yet so that's what I was so curious about because like just as I get older I just become very more introverted and I'm just like you know is motherhood you know I just feel like motherhood is portrayed in like two very strong ways like on social media like either they make it seem like it's just like the easiest best thing like Disney trips all the time or it's like you're gonna hate your life and it's like where I want to hear someone's true experience you know what I mean like There's basically it's a it's it's an in-between I mean it also all depends on the mom so for me right. personally it's definitely the in-between sometimes it's trips to Disney and we're doing fine or we're doing great but other times it's like last night for me, I got two hours of sleep because my youngest is going through a sleep regression and I've had basically two to three hours of sleep for the past five nights. Wow. And I was just over it this morning. And I was like, I hate my life. I hate what I'm doing. But then 20 minutes later, you know, Mila looks at me and she's awake and she's smiling and I'm perfectly fine. Right. Like, oh, I love my life. <laughs> So would you kind of describe it in just like waves that you kind of have to ride? Very much so. Especially the transition from one to two. The first I had postpartum anxiety in the beginning with Elena. And, you know, that's I think that's very normal because it's your first kid. You don't really know what the hell you're doing. You have everybody telling you, you know, what they did and what, you know, you should do. But that's not 
what you, you know, sometimes that's not what you should do or you feel you, you need to do with your child and the way you parent. Right. With the first one, it was very, okay, as I got adjusted, I was very lucky because me and my dad are very, very close. Um, and he, he kept Elena while I was working. So I felt very safe and my, my anxiety went away. I no longer had the postpartum anxiety once once my dad had her for the first few days, I was done because I trust my dad with my life. So of course I'm gonna trust him with my life, which is in a kid. Right. Um sorry, she just came up to me. <laughs> um but with Mila, it got very different because now you're transitioning with a toddler who's only been used to you for the past, you know, year and a half. Um, and you're dealing with the anxiety of, am I a good mom? Is right. Is Elena going to hate me because now I have this, this second kid? But with that, you know, oh, should I have waited to have another kid? But also, if I waited, would she still hate me? If I because I had another kid and because she got more attached to me and she had the time alone. And then, you know, that's just the anxiety side, plus the depression side of I don't know who I am. I don't know how to balance this. I'm home all day. I don't know, you know, what to do. Do I want do I want to have a part time job to just, you know, have have a moment for me? Right. Or do I want to just stay the stay-at-home mom and just kind of figure out, you know, once or twice a week to do something for myself? But with that, I also feel guilty for doing something for myself. Right. So it's a lot of – it is a lot of waves, but I think it's more waves with the transition from one to two. That's been the hardest for me is the transition. And I thought it would get a little bit easier with age. And I wouldn't say it's gotten harder, but it, I think it's it's stayed about the same. Right. Do you feel like as a stay-at-home mom now, like, first of all, I'm sorry if you've already said this, but was that your ultimate goal? Or when you had um, your second daughter, you decided, like, that's what was best for you? So I definitely always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. because – of what it looked like you know on social media and what it looked like in movies it was okay you get to play and hang out all day with you know basically your best friends because they're yours right to learn and and see their personalities and that's it and then you cook dinner or you order dinner at the end of the night and you go to bed and you wake up and you do it the next morning Mm -hmm. and that is like not what it was um so that was always the goal I think with, with Elena, you know, we were still 21 and 22. Mm-hmm. So I needed, I needed to stay home because Kenneth worked at the Hard Rock. He was a server at um, the Hard Rock Cafe. And I worked at AAA um, as an insurance agent. So we definitely needed to do that. But now he works um, for uh, refrigeration and air conditioning. And he makes a lot more money. So I'm able, I'm very fortunate to be able to stay home and to be comfortable. But it does, it definitely takes a toll. How do you feel like the adjustments from like even having one kid to becoming a stay-at-home mom? How has, how have you navigated that with like your marriage and partnership with Kenneth? Oh, that's a good one. 
Um, so I'll be completely honest. So that's what this is. Yes. <laughs> um, it's been pretty difficult at times because we grew up very different cultures, mm. um, very different styles of parenting, as well as he grew up with two parents and, um, you know, like a mom and a dad. And I grew up with just my dad who was doing both both roles. Right. Um, so it, it was a lot because we had a lot in common when we first started, you know, dating. I mean, we still have a lot in common, but, you know, it was very easy go with the flow, do whatever, you know, when we first started dating and then we got pregnant and we were very scared because we weren't at the greatest time in our life, you know, financially. But once we had Elena, we found out that we disagree on some things. Like I am very pro co-sleeping. Right. Very, very pro co-sleeping. Because it makes them feel safe, it grows a bond, and it makes me feel safe. That that mm-hmm. subsides any anxiety that I have, um, you know. And he is very not. He wants his space. He wants his time with me, and that's it. He doesn't really, you know, see that. That's how he sees it, which I get one hundred percent. Right. Um. But the, there were there were things like that, and then also. Like, let's see, um, like breastfeeding sometimes when I am just so overwhelmed and I'm tired. So like I get very touched out when I, um, when he's home sometimes, like when he comes home from work, he wants to hug me or cuddle with me. And I'm like, oh, right. I'm touched out. I don't want to be touched right now because I'm breastfeeding all day or Elena's climbing on me, so on and so forth. Um, and he's just, he, he sometimes just takes it as the breastfeeding and he's like, okay, well then just stop and give her formula. I think it would be better for her. And I disagree. So then we kind of have to, you know, figure that out and navigate it. Right. Definitely. Um, I think our dynamics changed a lot from, you know, no kids, but I also think it got stronger. Right. I think that's like um, something I'm like curious about, too, is just like, do you feel like it's made you a stronger couple? Like even through the hard times, it's made you guys realize you can tackle more together. I definitely do. I, I will be the first one to tell you that parenting is not for the weak. And I think it really does test relationships. So being completely personal here, I know for a fact, like with my parents, my mm-hmm. dad could handle it and my mom couldn't. My mom just was not, um, she wasn't prepared for it. I think right. that she just did it to do it and then that was it. Um, and my mom and dad got divorced when I was like five when we first moved to Florida. Um, they got divorced when we got here mm-hmm. uh, because as a couple, and I think my mom is a person, but you know, as a couple, that was not parenting, that they could not do that. Right. So I really think that it, it, it tests your relationship and some people it doesn't work out and some people it's great. Like I know a lot of um, people who have had children who they're great parents, but co-parenting, they're not, they're not great parents together. Right. At all. And I think um, that's very important, which is, it, it's still, you know, I might be not me. I might not be making sense at all right now. No, I totally understand you. I totally get you. (laughs) Um, But I think I think it's definitely 
it, it definitely shows you somewhat true colors, but also if you are as good of a team as you think you are. It can be beautiful. It can. And I think definitely everybody has ups and downs and parenting is a wave in itself. But when you're doing it with the right person, I will tell you 100%, 10 out of 10 times, Kenneth and I have disagreements about, you know, how we're going to go about certain situations parenting wise. But at the end of the day, we come together and he supports me and I support him. Right. So I know that I, I definitely picked the right person for me to have, have kids with. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. It was just so cute seeing you guys at the wedding. Like (laughs) I just like, I really did just fall in love with you guys. Like I'm just like, I really just admire you guys as parents and you as a mom. And so again, I'm just so so glad you're here. (laughs) Yeah. No, the whole twerking thing with the baby on me, she's used to it. I love it. (laughs) And that's the thing I was talking to Elaine, which is uh, Ashley's husband's cousin. Right. And her and I are actually very, like very good mom friends. I can't wait. I hope we hang out soon. We talk a lot on like Instagram and things like that and Facebook. Right. And she didn't have Noah, her daughter there, but she was going to town, you know, she, she was, she's a I was young like, mom too. Yeah. I, I totally forgot about that, but yeah, yeah, she was going in. I was like, get it. And, like, that, <laughs> and that's who made me a little bit more comfortable. And, you know, I had a glimpse or two of wine, but I was, you know, still, I feel like being yourself, you still have to have that mentality of, I'm still 24. Right. I'm not in my 30s. I can still go to a party and have fun. And, you know, even if I have a baby on me, I'm a mom first, but I'm also still myself. So I can, if she's safe, I can break it down and twerk it all day long. (laughs) And she, you know, she was in her little... She was in her cocoon, her little carrier. She, she was, was chilling. And she was asleep during that whole thing. So that's awesome. So I feel yeah. like I'm a very big advocate of even if even if right now I'm not so sure of who I am separate from mom Maddie and wife Maddie, to still acknowledge that still not even in my mid twenties yet. And yeah. I'm a mom, but I still need to recognize. Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> sorry, oh, no. she just fell. <laughs> um, still recognize, yeah, you know, that I'm, I'm, I need to be myself, and that I'm still young, and being a mom is not going to take over my full life, if that makes sense. Right. I think that's. I mean, even a fear of mine is like as I'm like. I really want to be a mom. Like, I think that's why I felt so drawn to you because I could see that you have started to create that balance for yourself and you still allow yourself to have fun because I think in my head, I'm like, it's going to be just all about the baby 24 seven. And I have to completely abandon myself. Um, And you kind of showed me that it's important for you to still be yourself in order to be a good mother. So I think that's like a really cool balance you've created that is super super overwhelmingly great to hear because like I said I've been struggling with that balance right you feel like it is important and that it needs it needs to be clear but Mm -hmm. I will say definitely in the beginning especially for your first Mm -hmm. it is going to be all about the baby of course yeah and yourself for a little bit because you're navigating 
a new world that you've never lived in. Right. And it's just like, I feel like when I, when I was pregnant, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm pregnant. And you know, it doesn't really hit you until that baby's here. And then you're like, oh shit. Okay. Uh, you're in a place you've never been mentally, physically. You're now, you know, your, your mental is completely different because you're putting, you know, a a complete other human before Mm -hmm. you. And it's a very different because, you know, sometimes you might think, because when people would say it um, to me, I'd be like, oh, well, I put Kenneth before me, you know, just, that's just how I am. That's, that's the the type of person I am as I usually put people before me, but it, it's a different kind of putting somebody before you. Right. Like in all subjects, you're like, okay, if this happened, what would happen to, you know, for me, what would happen to Elena and Mila? How right. would this go? Um, and then physically, you know, you're taking just like, like Ashley's bridal shower. I brought Mila with me and, you know, just had to do what I had to do because I wanted to be there, but I needed to bring the baby. Right. So you you have to take, take that in too. So you're just, it it is very hard when you're, when you're new because you're navigating mentally and physically a completely new space. And as you're navigating that and like learning how to just like create this world for this new child, something I'm always, I've always been so curious about is like, how far does the motherly instinct go? Like when it comes to like knowing the temperature of the bottle and like how often the baby needs to eat and all this stuff, like, did you do a bunch of research while you were pregnant or does it just kind of come to you? Like, how does that transition work? Okay. So I will say personally for me, um, I did not do any research <laughs> at all. I think I did a little bit more research with Mila than Elena, which is funny because Mila was my second. Right. Um, but no, with, I think it's just instinct. You kind of just get used to it and your, your brain and I feel like maybe a little bit of your heart just tells you exactly what's going on and, and what to do. Right. So, like, for for example, my sister-in-law, she did a lot of um, research beforehand. And she said it helped her. And I think for certain moms, it does help. But I think personally, personally for me, sorry, she just fell. It's all good. <laughs> oh, my She's fallen a lot today. Um, personally, for me, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear her. She dropped applesauce. I, I can. Her little baby voice. And she's crying, but she wants her applesauce, even though she just hurt herself. Um, see, exactly like this. Like, I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, but I love it. I'm still having to be a mom at the same time. And I was actually super anxious about this because I was like, ah, it's going to be so fun. But also, I need to still be there for the girls because Elena will not like to be alone from right. me. And I have my dad helping right now. So that's great. And Kenneth is inside with Mila. But it's still like, you know, overwhelming. Right. Um. Oh, but anyway, like I was saying, see, rambles. Um. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. Okay, I'm glad. That's my kind of person. Um, like my sister-in-law, it was it was helpful for her. But I think for me, it would have been very um, 
they would have done the opposite. It would have been very bad for me because I would have been like, okay, this is what this book said to do. And if it doesn't go this way, or if I'm not doing what the book is saying, then I'm automatically a bad mom. And my child's going to turn out the way that it should because this book told me and I'm not listening to it or it's not working out the way the book is or the way this Instagram influencer said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, do you feel like as someone who previously um, battled with anxiety even before you got pregnant, do you feel like all the research and just like overwhelming yourself with that stuff would have made it worse because you're just so focused on trying to make it right? Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely do. And I with Elena, I did a little bit I started, my dad gave me the same book that he got when they were pregnant with me, which was what to expect when you're expecting. I didn't even know, honestly, that that was a real book. I thought it was just like the movie. And right, just like a joke. (laughs) But it is actually a book. And it's been out since like, I think the late 80s, early 90s. Um. And my dad gave me that book and I looked through it a few times and I was like, okay, nope, this is, I know exactly how my mind works and where this is going to go. And we're just going to stop it right here. Right. So I didn't really more so, more so now is I'll look up on like Google. Like I did this, this morning, for example, seven months sleep regression and what to do for it. And sometimes I listen to it. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, they just they basically use what's worked for them and sometimes it just doesn't work for your kids so like cried out method that i know that won't work for my kids right so Mm -hmm. that's not for me and that's usually the response so you kind of just take what you can and then leave what you don't right i love that i think motherhood just from what i see online that's another thing that makes me scared is just like all the judgment I see that happens towards mothers, um, just like trying to find their own way. Um, and one thing I'd love to talk about is breastfeeding, because I know you said you exclusively breastfeed Mila. So how has that gone? How how have you learned all the things? Spill. So, okay, I'm actually, okay, so with Elena, and I might go back and forth a few times on this. No uh, problem. With Elena, I breastfed because I wanted to be the first in my family to do that. Um, So I did, but the first two weeks were the worst pain of my life. I would rather give birth 10 times over than have to do that again. Uh, Elena, in the hospital, they have nurses um, that are IBCLC certified, which is um, lactation consultant certified. And some of them aren't great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awful. Elena did not know how to latch. Um, well, actually, she had a great latch. They didn't teach me properly how to latch her. So all the two weeks, every time I would feed her, I would be in pain. My nipples were bloody. They were pussy. Wow. Um, I literally had panic attacks every time I fed because of how bad the pain was. And I just wanted to do it because I'd be the first one in my family. But as well, I felt like being completely honest, and I know my my sister-in-laws will probably listen to this at some point, but <laughs> being completely transparent, 
um, I thought I was going to be reprimanded from my, um, from Kenneth's side for not mm. for using formula because they were so pro breastfeeding. Um, so I was like, okay, I can't, they're going to think I'm a terrible mom and I can't handle that. Right. Because then I'll think that I'm a terrible mom. Um, so finally at the end of those two weeks, Kenneth made the decision, which I'm very thankful that he did. He made the decision of, Hey, no, you're not going to feed her. We're going to make her, we have formula. We're going to make her a bottle. She needs to eat. That's the important thing is that she's getting the nutrients that she needs and formula will do that. And it also give you a break because I don't want to see you in pain. It's not worth it. If we have another way of feeding her and she'll be just as healthy, it's fine. Um, and my sister-in-laws did surprise me at that point because his parents did take it not great and they stood up for me. And they were like, she, you know, she's, she's feeding her. She's fine. Let her do what she wants. It's her kid. And, you know, she's being, it's not making her a bad mom, blah, 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 blah. So they really, they really surprised me and they, they stood up for me in that. And I will never forget that. Um, but with, with her, I kind of went back and forth. So once I figured out after, after that night, we went to the doctor a few days later and I explained what was going on and they had the lactation um, consultant that they had in the pediatrics office. They had her come in and she showed me and she sat there with me for like 45 minutes and showed me different, um, different positions. And she came and literally latched me, latched Elena and then would, would take her off and then latch her again and showed me how it's supposed to feel, how it's not supposed to feel, how it's supposed to look, um, and different things to make me comfortable. And after that, we had a great time. Uh, but because of the few days that I was off, um, my production went down. So I didn't have enough to fully exclusively breastfeed her um, and pump. And, it, you know, I went back to work. So the formula came in. It, it was wonderful. Honestly, I'm down for whatever, however you feed your baby. It's great. Right. Um, but with Mila, I really wanted to try to fully exclusively breastfeed. And I was kind of hoping that, you know, with my body have already, you know, having already done it once, it would know what to do. And I would have more breast milk this time, which it came true. And I'm very happy for it. Um, so I've been exp expressively, I'm losing my words, exclusively <laughs> breastfeeding Mila since the day she was born. And she eats all the time. So a lot of times pediatricians will say, oh, only feed them, you know, three to four times a day when they're like, for example, when they're six months, you're only supposed to feed them four times a day. I do what I want to do and what Mila I love that. To do. And if she's hungry, she's going to freaking eat because you wouldn't tell yourself, nope, you can't eat. You only got to eat three times a day. I don't care what you say. Right. So I'm not going to do that to a literal child. So she eats whenever she wants to eat. She eats a lot. And sometimes it's just safety. Sometimes she's not even hungry. She's just very overwhelmed and overstimulated. And that's like her her blanket, like her safety blanket, which I'm perfectly fine with. Some people um, think that that is a bad thing. But I take it honestly as a high honor that she would feel that safe with me. Even though she's my child, and, you know, and some people think that maybe she should feel safe automatically. 
I don't know. I, I just feel like it's very relieving and honoring that she she does feel that safe with me. I um, think that bond is so beautiful. <laughs> like, I love that. I, I love it. But I do feel like fed is best. Right. Yeah, okay. I've seen a lot more of that on Instagram. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm hoping that's like, you know, changing for moms because I've like, I just feel like people are so hard on moms, um, especially with, like, breastfeeding in public. Like, what's your thoughts on Whoa. all the backlash on that? You're going to get me on a roll. <laughs> You're going to get me on a roll. I am so passionate for it. Whip your tit out wherever, whenever. Whip it out. Whip it out, okay? If you have a problem with it, that's your problem. You have two options. Get mad and get over it. Like, mm -hmm. that is, that's all I have to say to you, like, well, not to you, and you know, but like, right. and a lot of a lot of women are are hateful because they're like, oh, my husband can see that, and you're showing him your boobs. Okay, well, if your husband is finding that sexual, that's a conversation you and him need to have. And if you're finding yourself insecure, uh, that is a conversation you need to have with yourself, and then also mm -hmm. with your partner on why you're feeling insecure over watching me feed my child. Right. It's just like watching somebody, you know, feed feed a kid with a spoon. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing it because I have better nutrients. Because breast milk is filled with amazing things that can cure a lot of things and keep them healthy. And I'd much rather do that than, you know, than anything else. And if you have a problem with that, get mad and get over it. <laughs> I love it. You should put that on a shirt. Get mad. I and should. Get, over get it. mad and get over it. I did make one that says "Mind your own tits." Love that. And it's 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 all the time. And people have stared at me before. I haven't had the um the I haven't had the experience of somebody come over and like you know yell at me or anything or tell me that that it's disgusting. I have had the looks though. Um, and my, my family wasn't very supportive of it in the beginning. And they still really don't like that I post pictures of it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They don't really understand it. Uh, but I'm all for it. I love it. I just really don't. Coming from a person who is just very, I do care a lot. I'm trying mm -hmm. to work on it. I do care a lot of what people think. But when it comes to this, I do not give anything. So. Do you feel like you've seen a lot of growth in yourself since you've like posted very like unfiltered things on Instagram? Like, do you feel like that's been a huge growing point for you? Oh, 100%. Uh, my, my sister-in-law said to me a few months ago that Maddie three years ago would not be posting what I do now. Mm. So I posted one of my, one of my posts is a picture of, um, stretch marks and I would have never posted that ever because that's just not something that you post you know you don't see it you see bikinis and you know boobs that are you know basically just cleavage or side boob and that's it and it's you know super elegant and nice and sexy but you don't see the the other side of it you don't see the the rolls you don't see the stretch mm -hmm. marks. You don't see the toll that it takes 
on your body having children, especially for me. I've been very hard on myself this time around because with Elena, I lost um, a lot of my baby weight. I immediately went back to my pre-baby size. But with Mila, I kind of stayed around the same weight that I was, um, I think, my first trimester with her or second trimester with her. So I've been kind of hard on myself for that. But also I have to remind myself, this is my second baby in two years. And yeah. I'm skinnier than I did my senior year of high school. Wow. So, Do you feel like um, – like if you're okay with talking about this, cause it's a fear of mine. Um, it's just like losing your body. And I just feel like we put a lot of value on our body image. So how has being a mom kind of made you see your body differently? And like, you literally carried a child, like how do you see yourself differently now? Yeah. So for me in the beginning, it was very hard because I felt I still felt like I needed to look how I did at my best, which was mm-hmm. like super skinny, 125, you know, just like nothing ever happened. I needed to look exactly like that because that's what society makes you feel like that you need to, you know, you can be big for the nine months and it's great and it's wonderful, but by six weeks, you need to be back to exactly how you looked. Otherwise, you, you know, you failed. And you've let yourself go. So that was really hard for me with the first baby. With Mila, um, it's been hard still, but I have a lot more respect for myself than I did. My body has housed two living beings. It has cared for them, housed them, and it is still giving nutrients to Mm -hmm. both of them. And that is insane. And I don't give my body enough credit for that. And I definitely think like today I actually took, I had my dad take a picture of me and I am, I'm sitting here at the pool right now, actually in a low rise bikini. And I had to take a picture of me in it today. And I did not think twice about it, but I also haven't worn a bikini like this in two and a half, three years. Wow. So I think it's definitely a growing, growing experience. I'm learning as I go to be more respectful of my body and to love myself a bit more. But I think having the girls is especially helpful because I want them growing up being confident. I want them to know that they, you know, their body is perfect and, you know, they need to love themselves. And if, you know, somebody doesn't like them, then that's, that's their problem. Mm. But if you love yourself, that's what matters. So do you feel like, especially being a mom of girls, like you've grown in ways and kind of like had to change your mindset on things in ways you wouldn't have if you weren't a mother? Absolutely. 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 Especially on things that I thought I would be super mindful of and like standing my ground. I I definitely have changed in that. I like the whole self-confidence thing. I, you know, when people would post it, oh, they talk a good game. Cool, cool. Yeah, sure. I'll do the same thing. But it doesn't really set in until you see how as they get older, they really look at you and how you act Mm -hmm. so that they know how to act about themselves. So I've had to really start 
once Elena started talking, she started talking around a year and like really observing. I had to start kind of fixing myself and retraining myself to think, okay, no, you look good today. And so we kind of do affirmations sometimes. I need to get better at it, but we do. Oh, I love that. All the so time. Precious. You know, she's smart. She's beautiful. She's talented. Um, and we, and you no, know, we do that all the time. And we stand in the mirror and we're like, ooh, here are things that we like about ourselves. We love everything, but here's what we're liking, especially today. And, you know, it's not, it's not, oh, what our outfit looks like or what our stomach looks like. Mm-hmm. It's, oh man, I really like how you said this today. Like the other day she, she brought out a guitar, Kenneth's old guitar hero guitar. And she just brings it out to me and she goes, mama, how tall is it? And I've never heard her say that before, ever. I don't even know where she learned it. <laughs> but later that night we were in the bathtub and I told her, I really loved how smart you are and how, how you said this today. That was so insane. That was so cool. And she'll go around and she'll tell people now, I'm smart. I'm pretty. Aww. And she'll, she'll come out and she'll model when she puts on her clothes. She'll she'll feel really good about herself. And, you know, and we hype her up. I'm her biggest hype woman. I will be until until the day I die. Forever. Yeah. But it, it's definitely something that you think that, you know, it'll be no big deal. Of course, you know, of course I'll make her feel good about herself. But you got to feel good about yourself, too, because they can see through it. And they'll grow up feeling the same exact way. I know for me, that's definitely what happened. Um, I didn't have a mom, so that was kind of lost there. But my dad would be very, you know, not happy about his weight. And he would be, he would talk about it a lot. And he, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I need to lose weight. I'm never going to get a girlfriend because of how I look. And looks were a very big thing. So I think for me, that's how I grew up trying to value myself. I and feel I, like I don't want them to grow up like that either. Yeah, I think. And I think it's so beautiful that you're choosing to like try and change that for your girls. And like that's going to be so impactful to them. And I really like see like a different generation of moms like rising of like making sure our kids know their worth and like their value. And I just think it's so beautiful to see you doing that with your daughters. And do you also feel and let me know if this is like, you know, too far as well. But as you've become a mother, do you feel like it's been harder or like easier since you didn't have that role in your life? Like, do you feel like it makes you more aware of how you treat your daughters or do you feel like it's brought up um, like some stuff from the past? Um, so you said harder or easier and I'm going to stay in the middle. So mm-hmm. it definitely has, I'm saying definitely a lot. I'm realizing but it's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, it's brought up a lot of stuff from the past and it's, it's made me think of things that I, you know, that happened to me that I am wanting to change, you know, and not, and not have that happen further, which is good. Mm -hmm. I think being intentional and having those realizations is, is really good for the generations to come. Um, but also it's been, it's, it has been a little bit hard, uh, because I've had things, I've had traumas that I didn't realize until 
until now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's been it's it's been in the middle. It's been very good to have those realizations to stop to stop that from happening further, but also it's been hard to come to terms with that as well. Mm-hmm. Just another one of those waves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I like I truly like I'm just going to be like your biggest hype woman throughout this whole podcast, but just like you really do capture the beauty of motherhood and like I don't mean that in like the perfection way of like perfect Instagram filter, but the beauty of like you're able to see all aspects of it and still like carry all that with grace and like intention and I just think that's like so admirable. I love it. I appreciate it so much because definitely the whole Instagram thing, it it takes me a few minutes. So, like, when I post pictures of myself and, like, my bra and my underwear because I want everybody to see a mom bod that is normal, mm-hmm. it takes me a little bit to sit there and be like, okay, what are the repercussions of posting this? How do I feel about posting this? And – it's it's been it's definitely been a journey and I'm still I'm still learning. I'm still working on it. But I guess that's my goal. Exactly what you said is to just kind of inspire other people who want to become moms or mm-hmm. who are to or just moms in general because uh, I actually the the girl who inspired me is on Instagram. I don't know how to say her last name. Her name is Chloe and I'm like I'm her biggest hype woman. She mm-hmm. actually she reposted me dancing like my one little like boomerang with elena she posted that on her story Uh, yesterday and i almost flipped the lid because (laughs) it was just so exciting she has like seventy-five thousand followers wow she took the time and it's just like on instagram you see that you think that these people are like stars and you know mm-hmm. that they don't live the normal lives, but they're just like us. And like this, this girl is so literally true. just a mom of two kids, a five-year-old and a one and a half-year-old. Like she's doing the same exact thing that I am just in a different state. And, you know, and she's, she's 26. So she's just a few years older than me. So it's just like, it's really nice to hear. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't even know why I'm posting this. Nobody's going to see it. Nobody cares. Mm. So it's it's really nice. So thank you for your kind words. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, um, last thing I want to talk about is um, I know you have a side business that you've been working on um, called Disobedient Mothers, which yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with the name. It is so badass. Like, thank I you. love that name. So can you talk about just how that started and how that's been an outlet for you and all the things with that. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, I actually started my own business. I tried to do it while I was pregnant with Mila and after Mila kind of just completely stopped. And that was called Shining Light Co. And I basically just was doing whatever I could just to make, you know, some money and kind Mm -hmm. of that was really it. That was the whole reason behind it. It wasn't anything inspiring. Then I had Mila and I was kind of down and out. And one of my friends, Alexa, we started talking about it and she was like, oh, we should do, we should do something together. And I was like, yeah, definitely. We should start a shop together. And she's like, well, what would, you know, what would we have the business be about? 
I was like, I think we should do women empowerment. I think it should be an mm-hmm. all around feminist thing so that our kids, you know, she has a little boy, but she wants to raise him and, you know, and respecting women and, and treating them better so that they have that, you know, different generation. Um, but we just started thinking and I, she was like, okay, we need a name. So I just started thinking about it and my, my breastfeeding experience is kind of tied into it with how it's not, a lot of people don't like it mm. in public. And mm-hmm. so I started thinking about it and I was like, oh, disobedient. They're, hmm. And then I just started thinking more and I was like, disobedient mothers. What do you think about that? How do you feel about it? And she's like, yeah, no, that's, that's very, because that's very great because a lot of people are like feminists are, you know, they're, they're just out. A lot of people think they're just outright sexist against men. Mm. Not the case. We're just trying to get, you know, equality for women, which as we're there ish Mm -hmm. fully. So taking two moms, so we're mothers and just saying that we're disobedient because we're not, we're also not the moms that, we're both stay-at-home moms, but we're not the moms that are going to have the house completely clean and dinner mm-hmm. ready for people when you come home every day because that's not what reality is. So that's how I thought of the name, and I love it. I always get the comment of how it's really empowering. It that, really is. And I love that so much that people just identify with that. Um, and – we basically just do all the things feminist right now. We're working on earrings and I'm actually having some new designs that I'm going to be working on this week. My partner has been busting her ass with um, the clay earrings right now, but we also do a lot of the shirts and things. Um, But with that, we're kind of just trying to put that out there that moms can still run a business and have kids Mm -hmm. and women can run businesses and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be their entire life because a lot of people think that if a woman owns her own business or if she's high up in a business, that's her whole being. Mm -hmm. She can't have kids. She can't have a relationship. That's it because that's how a woman is. But a man can have kids and, and however many relationships they can have a marriage and an affair going on. And still balance work and still be a CEO of a company with no problem. So we kind of want to break that stigma with us. Um, It is hard, though, I think, personally for me, especially because I have two. And Mila is so young still. She's just now standing up, like this past week, Uh, stand up um, by herself, like hanging on to things. Um, So... It's kind of hard to navigate and to take the time, like, okay, here I need to settle, like, take the time out to go make this shirt or to go make these earrings or come up with designs and prices and my next Instagram posts and things like that and respond to messages. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think that that part I'm getting used to. It is very hard to navigate, though. Like, right now, this is the first time I've had – quiet time by myself to actually sit here but also in the beginning you know we had the whole things with elena mm-hmm. so it's kind of just you take what you can when you can get it 
I love that. I love the brand. I love like it. It really is just so empowering. Like, and so thank you for spending your quiet time with me today and talking about all this. I, I think it's going to help moms, women who are thinking about becoming a mom and even women who never want to be a mom. Like, I think just hearing your perspective is just like so refreshing. And even just for me as someone who wants to be a mom, it was just so nice to just feel like I have a safe space to ask all these questions and hear your perspective. So thank you so much for all your vulnerability and sharing with everyone today. No problem. I'm always here to answer any questions and to hype another mom or future mom up in any way. I love it. I love it. Well, I will definitely have to have you back on because I would love to talk more about breastfeeding, like a whole episode about breastfeeding and all that stuff. Um, I'm here for it. I'm actually going to school for it right now. So anytime, you'll let me know. Yes, we will definitely do that. Um, I'm, I'd love to hear about all of that. <laughs> There's so much to it. So <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, if you want to share your Instagram and your um, business Instagram, feel free. I'm also going to put it on my Instagram posts, but you can go ahead and say it. Alrighty, my mom Instagram is at mama brain uncensored, all one word. And then my business is at disobedient mothers, all one word as well. Love it. Give Maddie a follow. Um, she just posts very vulnerable, real posts that is just so refreshing. To- Thank you so much for sharing this space with me. If you enjoyed today's conversation, feel free to rate and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. I would seriously love to hear your feedback. Also check out things like that on Instagram and hang out in my stories and my DMs to share the topics you want to hear about. Anything goes here, so share your ideas and I will see you next week.